Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Still in the basement, no longer alone. With my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Who we got today, or what we're doing today, or whatever it is, is going to be good. Woo! You ain't got no kind of feeling inside. Something 
Internet Radio, Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Terrell.
listening to WJBR Internet Radio Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. My name is Javon, and I believe, I really believe that our co-hostess with the mostest is on the line as well. Therese, are you ready to, to chat it up a little bit? I sure am. Can you hear me? Hi, baby. Can you hear me? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Happy Saturday. Good morning to you. Good morning to all the listeners. Hey, Darlene, the author. Um, Nice to see you. Hope you um, hang out. Hang out with us today. Um, How you doing? How is where, where, where are we today? Today's Saturday. I I am so res. I'm like stuck on Thursday night. I can't. I'm like, what day is it? Okay. <laughs> I'm, you I had last Thursday. Yo, so Thursday night. For those of you who don't know, um, Shaka Khan had a concert in New Jersey, and Rez and I were there. We weren't together there, but. I could see Rez up in the rafters saying, hey, and we were waving to each other, but then Shaka Khan came on stage, and I was like, Therese, who? <laughs> exactly. Love you. But I didn't even know who the chick was sitting next to me, to be honest. I was like, yo, <laughs> all about me and Shaka Khan right now. You know, it's, it's funny that I didn't have to look hard to see you Exactly where you were. I did not have to look. <laughs> and 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 why why is that? You know, it, it's so funny. I have I have to say this to you. You know, love Shaka. My wife loves Shaka. Like who doesn't love Shaka? We probably couldn't be friends if we don't love Shaka. However, I I was I did not have any immediate plans to go to the pack that night. And I said to myself, you know what? The energy alone coming from you, and I had this, this amazing day, I said, you know what, let's run down on Shaka and see what's good. So, of course, I said, you know, and I know who's in the building, so that needs to be funnier. So, okay. <laughs> and there we were. That, 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 was, that was great. You know, it was, it was great to know that you were in the building, to be honest. Uh, that, that, you know, that was dope. That was dope. <laughs> and I, 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 I did, you know, mention that um, knowing that you were backstage, um, once I figured that out, um, that you were actually with Chaka Khan, that was almost like me being back there. And I was like, yeah! Uh, in, more, in more ways than I will reveal at this moment. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was, for sure. I, I was, for sure. I, yo, it, it was a beautiful thing. I, You know what? I can't. I, I recall being at a, a concert with Shaka Khan at one point. You know, like, I, okay, so let me just, for those people who are not um, every weekend listeners to the show, um, I am a shockaholic. What, what that means is, you know, how people are addicted to crack, drugs, whatever. I'm addicted to Shaka Khan. There's no cure for it, like Diana Ross says, and if there was a cure, I wouldn't take it. I'm happily addicted 
to Shaka Khan since I was 11 years old. Mind you, full disclosure, I'm going to be 55 next week, so that's 44 years. Some, yeah, that's a long time to be, you know, like a fanatic. That's what a fan is, you know, like saying, oh, I'm not really a fan of that, or oh, yeah, I'm a fan, but, you know, to be a fanatic. Um, matter of fact, I was talking to Evelyn Champagne King about that, you know, when I said I'm a fanatic. She was like, yeah, you're from the Bronx, because that's a Bronx thing, but whatever. Anyway, anyway, I think it, it is what it is, but anyway, um, we've had some situations, Shaka Khan and I, um, where we've <laughs> met and I've let my love be known. I'm not going to just say it like that. <laughs> and um, that just so that you know, there's no orders of protection or anything like that. I am at this point still allowed in the stadium when she's there within 50 feet. I could still do that, right? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to put that out there. Um, and and there have been some, I mean, I've never not been a Shaka Khan fan. And anybody who's ever known me, whenever they see, hear Shaka song, they call me, oh, Shaka Khan's on the radio. Oh, Shaka Khan's on TV. Oh, Shaka Khan's here. You know, because they know that that's just about what I'm about, Shaka, just Shaka Khan. I remember there was a concert. Um, I believe her mother was in the audience. Um, this time, and good morning, Ulysses. Mwah, 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 mwah. How you doing, honey? Um, Rez, we we gotta we gotta do another another date night with with Ulysses with pops. Um, I I I, I gotta I gotta give him some of our paraphernalia. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it's long overdue anyway. I miss Poppy. Exactly, exactly. I just love that man. I've I've loved him before I ever actually physically laid eyes on him, which is very rare for me because I'm so cranky. But um, anyway, I'm I'm really <laughs> particular about who I want to spend my time with. Um, but anyway, um, this one particular night, you know, she said her mother was in the audience, and you know, as you can tell, I try to get as up close as possible in my seat. <laughs> you know, like I if I can get a seat on the stage, which I have actually run up on the stage, but that was a long time ago. Like hopped up, it was like I scared the crap out of her too, and I'm so sorry for that, Shaka. Oh, I'm so sorry <laughs> for all the ways in which I might have scared you in the past. I'm too old to be doing that kind of shit now, but I still love you that way. But anyway, listen, Shaka has security. Like she rolls deep with security now. <laughs> And that's probably my fault. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Not 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 the current Javon, but the old young, just whatever the hell Javon, that young one. Now I'm a lot more reserved. I mean, hell, you know. I mean, she's a human being, but I just, oh, I love her. So anyway, I'm at this concert, and she 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 dedicates um my funny Valentine to her mother who was sitting there and she sang that and can I tell you and and by the time that song was even like by the time she had even recorded that song um this must have been late 90s I think she did it on did she do it on the Epiphany album I'm not sure uh, anyway that's right 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 so it, it had been you know I was grown and had seen her multiple times whatever like 150 by that time 
But I sat there and I cried and I looked at her and I said, I'm so sorry, Shaka. I haven't loved you enough throughout the years. (laughs) I haven't been as good of a fan as I should have been. You deserve so much better than me. What you say? And I was so scared. I will never forget that. I was I was really crying because I felt so guilty that I had not loved Shaka Khan as much as I needed to love her, as much as she deserved. <laughs> so oddly Wasn't enough, she an impeccable voice though. Wasn't she an ab- impeccable voice? Absolutely. So I was like, so so, and not only that, I've always been in denial about a particular thing about my relationship with Shaka Khan. That's right. That's right. I said it. I've been in a relationship with Shaka Khan since I was 11 years old. Right? Okay? It's 44 years. We're still going strong. We've had our ups and downs. There's been some times when, you know, I might have been a little too aggressive with her. But she keeps singing to me anyway. And I still love her. And we still together. Okay? For all y'all out there that don't understand the nuances. But I was always in denial. So this is some straight up disclosure. Okay? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because we got to keep it real. We, You know, this is the point, right? Well, I have a a show and and play and pontificate and be all proper and shit and not tell the truth. Especially when we're talking about Chaka Khan. Yeah, that's anonymous. That's that's, I mean, she's real, right? Oh, is she? Yeah, I can only imagine how much more real she is than I even know, but that woman is fire. (laughs) She's straight up fire. That's why she was, you know, she's just fire. And got that Aries fire. She must be like a triple Aries for those of you who do horoscopes and shit, but... I've always thought that I just loved her music and her her voice and, you know, like her, her voice just penetrates my spirit and it's all really a, a nice love, you know? But can I tell okay. you? Okay. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Shaka can get it. say it. Shaka can get it. <laughs> I don't know how old Shaka is. No, I know how old she oh. is. But she don't look at she don't look she at do. Let me let she me don't tell look you at something. Age. And when I'm watching she her, I don't looks, feel my age. Sorry. She looks amazing. She looks amazing. Period. She looks amazing. And 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 she sounds amazing. Her voice is impeccable. Look, man, there was a couple when I was walking to my car from, from the concert and the man was like, wow, oh my God. Um, she looks amazing. And his wife or woman or whatever she was to him was like, yeah, well, she did well, but I've heard, you know, you should have seen her years ago. She did. She was in stronger voice. He said, well, she sounds good to me tonight. Yeah. Well, you know, we all go down with age. And I said, wait a minute, I'm sorry, I got I was all up in their business, man and woman, I don't know them. But I was like, she was phenomenal, sir, you caught her at a good time. 
she was dope. You would look. This was your. This was my first time ever being there. I was like, good, because you had a good time. Damn it, and she was phenomenal. Yeah. He was all happy. Yes, I agreed with him, and the woman was throwing me shade. I don't give a crap. Don't be talking about Shaka <laughs> Khan. Ready to? Not I was ready to mile radius. I was ready to throw Dewey's in, in the in the parking lot, Rez. <laughs> Why are you? Yeah, the lady didn't say anything bad. You couldn't because the concert was just dope. Yeah, nah, the, the, it was amazing. And shout out to her supportive vocalists because those are some blowing yeah. women. Do you understand? Blowing. Yes. You know, this uh, I, I did a I posted something on my I think it was Instagram um, about how when you have a classic song, if you are blessed enough as an artist to have a classic song where you could just point the mic, like whatever it is, they a sweet thing. The audience I oh, think yeah. sang that louder than Shaka did for real. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. But now I know that is typically um higher artists to sing their greatest hits. Shaka had mm-hmm. of them, clearly. But she didn't even hit them all. Oh, man, no. That's... I, I would have loved to have heard her sing like Sugar. You would have loved to hear what? Sing like Sugar. Oh. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the, yeah. the some of the school joints, like I mean, I think they're no more than a year old that much. But yo, dope songs. She got some really nice news. And what I was gonna do, like whenever the whenever she got quiet. I was just going to start screaming it out and maybe get, you know, because sometimes you could do that, and I was close enough to the stage that if you mention, if you, like, start asking for a particular song, they'll sing a, a piece of it, like, um, you know, I, I've done it before, and, but I didn't, I was just too in awe. I, I don't know. I was, I was just blown away. I was just, yeah, it was just, uh so I hear a little static in your phone. Is that you? Yeah, I'm trying to work that out. I may have to reset. I'm thinking that's what's going on because I'm hearing it too, and I don't like it. Give me okay. five seconds and then patch me back. And I'm going to play Like Sugar because I love this damn song. This is Shaka Khan, y'all. Like sugar, she's so sweet.
when I knew someone and then um, they did the montage. But um, she should she should sing that song. That song is fire. Yeah. I, I don't I, I don't know why she didn't. And if if I, I you know is I guess as many questions as I could ask her, that would be the one burning question I would have for her right now. What would be your top? Let's say Shaka came to town and said, you know, I'm gonna do a little a mini a mini show, right? What would be your and she said, Javon, you pick the five songs I'm going to sing. What would you pick? Whoa. I'm even blushing at the thought of that. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, well, the first one would be the one that she sang last night. Love, love me still. Do you, do you love me still? Yes. Love- that song I've already made it known that that song needs to be played at my funeral I love that song or song or whatever Um, Your Smile Mm. Your Smile oh my god that song Um, My Funny Valentine Mm. Hollywood. Mm. Hollywood, yes. And the fifth one, oh geez. I only get one more? Shit. Um, maybe sweet thing. Mm. Right. Nice. My five, I think, would be um, Everlasting Love, mm-hmm. um, Funny Valentine, mm-hmm. uh, um, Poppy on Butterfly Song. Oh, okay. Uh, sweet Love. Sweet, I'm sorry, Sweet Thing. Sweet Thing, yeah. What is the last one? Uh, and ain't nobody. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's the jam too. That's the jam oh, too. Oh, sorry. And I know you. I live you. I know you. I live you. Sorry. I think I think you just did six though. So so let me just if 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 I could extend it. Yes. I would put. Her version of Fool's Paradise. Woo! Nice. Um, Dance With Me because, oh my God, At Midnight. How can I forget that? That oh. freaking song drives me crazy. I, like, I can't listen to that song without acting like a, a maniac. It, it, yeah, that, that song. Back in the 80s, when um, I was going to Club Better Days, I would yeah. play, yeah, I would play a song called Better Days to to pre- in my prep for the club. You know, as you, there's a song, and it was a B-side song. Uh-huh. 
And for better um, days on her. Cool, Diane, better days. I know Diane Reeves had that had a better days too. Let me let me play a piece of it for you. Um, the hook is we've got better days. There'll be better days ahead. And and you know the weird thing is I always felt like Shaka always had a song that was just for me. Like I I know it it some people may think it's just my imagination, but I think she and I have a mind meld, and she just doesn't know it. She's just not. A, I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I remember that one. Yeah, that's one of my joints right there. I mean, dance with me. You remember that one? Of course. Dance with me. Yep. Do you love what you feel? Um, Darlene mm. says, "What you gonna do for me?" Is her all-time favorite. Oh yeah, that's another one. Everywhere. What about that song? Oh, yes. Right? You know, that was, that's my Wait, yeah. what did you say? No, I was going to say Shaka's instrumentation. You know how you have, she's one of those rare artists where you have, uh, where they have commercial radio success, but you don't get yeah. tired of the song because of the instrumentation, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. She... Like and and the other thing is her vocals is very much like a a horn a wind instrument. Yeah, for sure. 
Have you ever Especially seen her go head to head with a saxophonist? It's amazing, and her jazz and her yeah. jazz uh, set. Oh man, yeah. forget it. She sounds just like and a saxophone. She, and speaking of jazz sets, um, the the album, the jazz album that she did was amazing. Um, she did Porky and Best, which was my favorite on that album. Um, and she did take the A train. She did some really like all oldies. Like mm-hmm. some amazing, amazing stuff. Her vocals are like crazy. Um, a night in Tunisia. She, you, mm. at some point, you can't tell the difference between her voice and the sax. Like, like what? Yeah, um, that's that's the to- song I was uh, thinking of in my head when I thought about the sax and her and her her tones. Yeah, it's like from that Popylon um, album. Um, let me see. Hello, happiness. That's another another one of the new joints that that I like that I would have liked to to have heard her sing. Um, Darlene said, if she had a tribute, who do you think would do a decent job singing her songs? Nobody. 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 Nobody, nobody. nobody. now. I don't. Nobody Mm-mm. now. I don't it's know if anybody's got that. I know I know folks that um that cover her stuff well, but like a a you know, when she said tribute, okay, so that's a little different. Tribute, I know if you yeah, tribute, I, I yeah. But to play her in a, a movie <laughs> Right, nah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. Yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um Erica Badu did a great version of um the, a song called Stay by Shaka on mm. Erica Badu's live album. Um, mm. I love that song too. That's my other one, Stay. Oh my God, if I didn't mention that. Yeah, Stay is dope. Um, I'm really, really a snob when it comes to, to Shaka Khan songs. There's one popular artist who at one point I had put out a notice. I put it out there, and I, I I I said if she remakes another Shaka Khan song, I'm going to Brooklyn to find her. I don't think she still lives in Brooklyn, but yo. So and and because I I didn't like it, <laughs> I just didn't like you you not not because you're not even trying to hit the notes, and if you if you're trying and you can't hit them, then don't freaking do it. Leave it alone. I was like really getting mad. Um, about that, but then, lo and behold, I think she actually got some vocal training. I've seen some documentary stuff, and you know there was some vocal training and so forth and so on. And actually, she has become a good friend of Shaka's, I believe, because I've seen them together. And um, you know, people do it out of love, and they revere her. And she actually did a duet with Shaka. And she did a great fucking job, I have to say. So I'm ready to, at this point in my life, pull that back. I won't say her name. But I but there was a a, um, a great duet done with Shaka. And this particular artist did a phenomenal job. And, and so... You know, as much as I couldn't stand it before, I'm all for it now. Whitney Houston 
did a great job with I'm Every Woman. And the reason why I, I was taken with that off the bat, back then when Whitney did that song, I was still DJing. I still had my ones and twos, and I was still dragging that shit around and doing parties um, back then. Um, and I would rock Whitney's version of I'm Every Woman. And the part where she says, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, I would whip, 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 whip. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. Oh my God, I would run that to the. That was dope. That was dope. She did a great job. They did a great job with the music. Whitney did great with the vocals. Um, but that's Whitney Houston. Come on. And and she also had Shaka in the music video. Yeah. You know. So, um, you know, when you remake someone's song and you give them credit like that and you know, I mean, she called out her name in the song. And um, a friend of mine, um, someone that, that is a big um, Whitney Houston fan, he did not know that Shaka Khan made the song first. That shows you how old he is, but um, or how young he was. We went to a concert. I, I took him to a Shaka Khan concert because, like you, you always say, Rez, if you don't know Shaka Khan, you can't, you can't, we can't be friends. <laughs> so I had to take him to have the experience, and that's when he told me the story. He was like, he didn't understand why Shaka Khan was in the video, and he didn't understand why Shaka, why Whitney Houston is calling out Shaka Khan. I'm like, baby, let me take you to this concert. I, you know, I have actually paid for people to go to Shaka Khan concerts because I like them so much that I wanted to be their friend. But if they were going to be ignorant of the Shaka Khan experience, I knew we were not going to last. So I had to do it. Is there anyone, and, and I'm going to say outside of your wife, but anyone who gives you that feeling? Well, you know what it is? The feeling, I'll say it this way, because, you know, that, that could get me in trouble. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it this way. Um, there are, I'm, a, I'm a true fundamentalist for instrumentation, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with my classic artists all day. And... Um, you got to remember I'm kind of theatrically trained. So given that there are certain things in music that, you know, I grew up on and I'm, I'm shout out to my mom for always keeping the crates full because, you know, um, she had me when she was 20 and all of her music was essentially my music, you know? Um, so, you know, there was nothing to wake up to and, and be jamming to some of the stuff that, you know, are classic today. And, like, I never say uh, old school because Chaka stuff, to me, is uh, is relevant today. Like, I was listening to some um, uh, Valerie Simpson stuff, and, like, they pinned a lot of hits, her and Ashford and Simpson. But, you know, Valerie Simpson had her own um, uh, recording own albums herself, you know, so a lot of stuff like Genius 1 and 2, I, I listen to, like, I'm really, really in the crates, like a music enthusiast where 
you had when you remember those liner notes, like I would read them from yeah. back and know who the, the the players were and at that time I was playing Background. instruments so Yes, yeah. yeah. So you you were familiar with all of those folks and and who did all that. You know there was credit, you know, uh, due. So Chaka was always somebody. Uh, Diana Ross um, was another somebody. Like the Supremes, that catalog, incredible. You know, um, just Luther. You know, I remember Luther was doing rehearsals in 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 um, my cousin's garage in the Bronx before you know, would change, you know. So it was kind of like this all of those Donnie Hathaway and, you know, and last night we got an opportunity to run down on his offspring, which, you know, like when you close your eyes and you, you listen and hear her tones and what she can do with her voice and singing two two keys at one time out of her throat, it, it's crazy to listen to Layla Hathaway and she's such a tremendous yeah. spirit anyway. She um she came in town uh last night and came in and swooped down and swooped out and, and it was an amazing show. Um and she does two of her father's songs in her set and it's just like they bring you to tears. What she does for all we know. My God, you know, like there's just no way you know, I'm I'm grateful. I'm just extremely grateful as I'm sure you are to have been a part of this time and this age with where we had, we had some classics, you know, and your love of music is equally as a, if not deeper than mine. And I already know, you know, like we love lyrics, we love instrumentation, we love, you know, vocalists, you know, it's just all those things that some of them, you know, like I'm not going to say music today doesn't reflect that because, you know, there's going to be people that say the same thing about our stuff, but, it's just not the same. It doesn't bring me to the same place, you know. I hear you. I hear you. And you know what? I meant to go to that um, Layla um, Hathaway concert last night. Um, she's a, another person that I would love to speak with. I love her music, um, her vocals, what she does with it. It's also, you know, instrumentation is just amazing. And um, certain artists just have it. Um, Ulysses mentioned that Melissa Morgan sang back up for Shaka too, and absolutely she did. Um, a lot of people that I know, <laughs> it just it, it it baffles me how I just stay one degree of separation because it all goes back to Shaka Khan for me. One degree of separation from Shaka. I know I digress there, but you're you're absolutely <laughs> right. You and I, um, we do share a love of music and an appreciation for lyrics, for harmony, for, for instrumentation, for um, vocal stylings, for, you know, um, melodies. And, and music can be colorful. It can be flat, but it can be colorful. It can tra- it's transformative. Music is everything. Um, Darlene says... Miss Layla Hathaway is amazing, and you're not lying. And yes. Sandra St. Victor did, too. Vesta, too. Absolutely, Ulysses um, Pop. Vesta was someone that I started listening to because of Shaka Khan. When, when I saw that she was 
um, a background singer, and I, I listened, I, you know, heard her music. I fell in love with her, and it could in some way be because of the similarity in tone. And as those of you who listen or watch the show often, you know that um, one of the, the people I'm recently um, quite fond of is, is Dawn Tallman. There are some songs where there are hints of Shaka. You know, you can tell she's um, inspired by Shaka in, in her um, phrasing. Um, mm. Like um, like like Monifa says, you know, some of the choices, some of her choices. I like I loved when she said that her choices, you know, what you do vocally. Um, just amazing, man. Music is just yeah. Um, Ulysses says the music has to tell a story. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's that's one hundred. As a matter you know, of fact, so funny. what's that? Uh, how, you know, I used to be, ang- I used to get angry or upset when people would say, oh, you know, like, I'm just thinking about something someone said to me about Mary J. Blige, right? And they said that, um, oh, Mary's going through stuff, we're going to get a good album. You know, that should be like, oh, man, you know, what? Why, why do you have to say, you know, that kind of stuff? But, you know, something, when you talk about storytelling, and art reflecting the times, you know, although I don't want to see any of our sisters and songs going through any suffrage, but sometimes mm-hmm. whatever's internal that you're going through, that is so therapeutic for more than just you. That's why sharing your story is so incredibly important to listening to uh, music because, you know, you can tell the difference between somebody who's singing lyrics and someone who has felt or lived those lyrics. It's a different kind of understanding, different understanding. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, When we were talking about singers singing from this place inside, deep inside, um, just when you said that, I was thinking of that movie um, about, oh, God, what's her name? You know what? Forget that movie and forget her. Um, at last, what's what's her name? Etta James. Etta James. And the movie where she's in the movie, um, Beyonce is playing her, and they're saying for her to sing, and she's singing the song at last. But he heard her feelings, and then she sang it from a part of a place of feeling it. Right. And. You can, you can, I'm, I'm trying to eat well, y'all. I don't want to say, okay, I got to just put it up there. Not uh, promoting any brand, but yogurt is good for you. Um, she sang it from a place of uh, feeling and, you know, a real place. And you, and you could, you can feel it. You can feel it when somebody does that. Yeah. Um, Billie Holiday. Oh, yeah. You know she lives her songs. Oh yeah. You know you can you can feel it. Um, there's some artists you ever see. These artists generally don't make it far though. <laughs> one, 
Yes, Cadillac Records. Thank you so much, Pop. <laughs> um, I love him. He's like, you he, he got it. He's just right. Every, he just everything right there. Mwah. But um, what was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? I forgot what I was gonna say. Look at that. Um. Anyway, that there's some artists. Oh yeah, they don't make it because they don't feel it. They just and if they don't feel it, you don't feel it. They sing to themselves, or they sing for themselves, and they want you to applaud them for it. They have good voice and range, but because they have no passion, they, there's no connectivity with the artist. And, and that's a lot true of for that's that's true for uh, not just vocalists, you know. That's also true for people who play instruments too. You know, um, particular instruments, it's a lot more telling. Like, um, I find that if you, like drummers and, 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 uh, and bass players if and guitarists, I find if those, if you don't have a certain um, connection to the chords or to what you're playing, it can sound like you're just reading notes. You can feel the difference, yeah. especially for the bass players. Like a yeah, bass player yeah. is is a, is key to driving that whole rhythm, drums and bass. You could always tell when a drummer mm-hmm. or the bass player are not like in sync. Shaka Khan's band. What? Talk about. I was like, what the? Woo! Fierce. That drummer. Yeah. Bananas. Bananas. And actually, I've seen, I've I've experienced, um, hey, Reese, good morning. Um, I've experienced Shaka Khan performances where the bassist, that, that dude that plays the bass, has done more than he did the other night. Um, but he was good nonetheless. Um, Ulysses says, I miss Phyllis Hyman. She told stories with her music. Facts. Can I tell you a, a Phyllis Hyman story? Sure. Like, okay. So when I was younger, I was quite studly in my younger days. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it, was to, it was to the point that people would ask my mother if I was her son. And um, on this particular night, I was repping. That's how I represented. Had my tie on. I, I don't know why I always wore a daggone shirt and tie. I, I was always dressed to get a new job, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, I was there with my family. And um, we went to the Blue Note. And Phyllis was singing. She was eating people's hot dogs. I mean, like, it, you know, it's so funny. Um the Blue Note is such a small place. If you've never been there, the Blue Note in New York City, um, she was sitting on the side of the stage. She was picking in people's food, and she was talking to the audience like we was all family. It was just dope. And then she said, um, so is there? does anybody have any um, requests? And people are screaming out songs. So I screamed out, bet you by golly, wow. Right? I'm always screaming out something. 
screamed out, bet you by golly, wow. And she said, who said bet you by golly, wow? And they put up the lights. And she's looking. And I'm like, me, me, I said it. And she said, well, are you a boy or a girl? She said, you know what? It doesn't even matter, baby. Because there's a spark. And she started singing. I thought she was... Rez, these singers, I could have fainted. If I wasn't so macho that night, I might have fainted. And, um, yeah. And, and yeah. And that's how I got my um, Phyllis Hyman. That was the night I got my Phyllis Hyman autograph picture that hangs up in the oh. basement. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. And that's, that's before the Blue Note uh, New York was renovated. And um, and I remember those uh, days well because at that point I think I may have even been doing uh, lighting in there, but yeah, for sure. She was you know, uh, yeah 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 yeah. Amazing, amazing. Can you play some Phyllis today on brunch? Um, songs like "Living All Alone," "Old Friend," "Living in Con." Fusion. Um, Ooh. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Pops. I hate to disappoint. Um, I'm going to play Phyllis Hyman, and then I'm going to bring on our special guest who is holding on the line. So, and then I'm going to tell you, wait till I tell y'all this. Our special guest today the reason I know her and how I met her has to do with what? Shaka Khan. Everything goes back to Shaka Khan. God dog it. I love her. <laughs> love her. But here's Phyllis Hyman with You Know How to Love Me. How about that? Can we do that?
Yo, love that song. Love that song. Yeah. Love me some Phyllis Hyman. And you know who, who sings this song and, and sings Phyllis Hyman songs really well? Who's that? Your wife? <laughs> Monifa can sing some Phyllis Hyman. Monifa can sing some anything, man. That's amazing. I mean, she, she's got the pipe. She's got the soul. She's got the spirit. 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 Yeah, Love you. Be, be. For real. For real, for real. Now, let me just how I know how I got to know how I met um our special guest for today. Um back in the days before there was Facebook and good morning to Kathy Big What's up? Um I used to be on MySpace, right? And I, you know, of course, my alcoholism shone through. And then a guy who friended me, you could find people on MySpace, um, and his handle was shockaholic something, some kind of, you know, and and one of the things that he and I had in common was music and Shaka Khan. He was the Biggest Shaka Khan fan um, next to me because Troy, we could fight that out if you want. But um, <laughs> I'm the biggest Shaka Khan fan, okay? And whatever. So anyway, but anyway, um, me and me and uh, this gentleman got to know each other and um, became friends. And he actually knew a couple of celebrities, and I believe. He had met Shaka, and yeah, he knew he had met Shaka, and um, knew her, and knew quite a few um, artists, and um, he also introduced me to this wonderful, wonderful guest of ours today, who actually has booked Shaka Khan, who knows Shaka and books her, acts as one of a few booking agents for Shaka Khan. Um, she's an amazing human being, just really, really a great spirit. Um, I wanted some advice. I don't even remember what it was about right now because my brain, as we all know, is damaged. <laughs> but um, she was on her way back from another state and actually stopped in New Jersey to give me a few minutes. I mean, she's that kind of dope, and we went shopping. I think we, we had a meal, and she gave me a lot of solid advice that day. Um, she's the booking agent to the stars. Stars like, and I'm going to let her tell it, but Stevie Wonder, Lettucey, Shaka, Alicia Keys, on and on and on. She, you know, big concerts, private venues, matter of fact, um, she's the one that set it up for Karen Wheeler to sing at my 50th birthday party, which was amazing. Um, she she herself is just amazing, though. And I actually saw this, this I guess it was like a pilot, um, Rhythm and Travel. We definitely got to talk about that because that shit looks dope. And I want to know what's up with that and what we can do to help yeah. that. That's pretty dope. Um, and how she 
kind of fell into making her passion her life's work. It, you know, when you can do that, if you're not just a talented singer, you open your mouth and people want to hear it, but you work, you fall into this kind of work, you, you, you make this your job, you get paid to do what you love. I'm always fascinated by that. And I'm still waiting for her to create a, what is it, a, some kind of piece of luggage that's big enough that I could fit in it, and she could just take me with her on her many, many amazing trips. I love her to death. My name is Wanda Titline. Welcome to the show, Wanda. Thank you, Devon. Thank you. Thank you you for that big build-up. I'm good. Can can everybody hear me? Yes. Okay, good, because you know these cell phones sometimes are a little bit shaky, so I just wanted to make sure. Thank you so much, uh, Javon, for that great build-up. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, you know, I'm just very happy to be here. It's my pleasure. Uh, Javon is a, a sweet, sweet lady, and I've been blessed to been able to meet someone like her over these, you know, years that I've been in the business, but years being on this planet, though, just a very sincere person and, you know, meeting over our great love of music and namely, you know, the one in the Shaka Khan. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, can I tell you, I was, at, I was at the concert Thursday night. Did you go? Uh, no, it's funny. When you when we set the interview up, I didn't even realize uh, she was going to be in D.C. tonight. So, of course, I'll be there. But it's funny. I said, okay, well, this interview was meant to happen because, you know, our link is Troy, of course, and then our love of music and, you know, what Shock has done over all these years. But I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm actually talking to Javon this afternoon, and I'm going to the gig tonight. So uh, that's kind of like a cosmic timing. That's how I like yeah. to look at it. But I saw um, excerpts from the show, so I can't, you know, I, I can't wait. I'm always excited to see what she's going to do. And I haven't seen her perform live since she was here two years ago, so I'm really looking forward to it. Wow, wow. Please say hello to Therese. Therese, this is Wanda. If you guys don't know each other, you definitely are. Hi, Wanda. Therese, nice to meet you. Nice to talk to you. I've seen seen you on television, of course, before and heard you on interviews, so it's nice to speak to you directly. Nice to speak to you, too. Thank you, and thank you for hanging out with us today. Oh, no, no, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah, so Wanda... Let's um yes ma'am. Let's just, let's just take it back and let everybody know, you know, how you got into the current field that you're in. Who was your very first the very first artist that you booked for anything and how did you who was it and and how did you meet them? Well, I mean, it wasn't the way I fell into the music business. I mean, you know, when you're outside of a world, when you're just a regular person, you know, you have this affinity for something. And music for me is like blood flowing through my veins. It's like breathing for me. But when you're outside mm-hmm. of it, you look at it, and I don't know if you all can relate, but you never think you'll be in it. That's a world for other people or, you know, yes. famous people. And, and you don't realize people, you know, aren't always famous. You're, you're not famous until you get famous. So everybody starts from a place right. of anonymity to getting into, you know, marching towards fame. So for me... Um, you know, I moved to New York uh, after finishing graduate school. I was working in government, being from D.C., and I moved to New York, and I was 
working in government in New York City. And, you know, I was always, you know, going out to clubs and, you know, shows and stuff. And that's the thing about New York. You just have a bevy of things to choose from, you know, as opposed to other places. So I was, you know, young in my 20s going out. And um, as funny enough, uh, the link again with Chaka, I went to see her at a place called Tramps. Uh, back in 1994, it was a nice uh, club on 22nd Street, and it's funny, you play Phyllis Hyman, because Phyllis Hyman was in the audience. Uh, every time Shaka comes in different places that I've been, particularly in New York, singers, all, all the singers come to sing her. So yeah. Phyllis was in the audience and a few other people, and um, I was sitting at a table with uh, a, a few people, and it was this guy, you know, talking about music and blah, blah, blah. He happened to be a musician and a songwriter, and he liked what I had to say. I liked what he had to say, the mutual link being love of music. We started going out, and, you know, in us going out, he said, look, you know more about music than any musician I'd ever met. It's like, why aren't you in the music business? You need to be in the music business. I was like, well, I can't be in the music business. And he said, well, why can't you? And he said, give me one good reason why you can't. And I couldn't give him one because I really didn't know and he said, well, your degrees are in business, correct? And I said, yeah, they are. He was like, you know, you took, a, you had accounting and finance and marketing. I said, yes. He said, the music business, the music part is the smallest part. It's the business that's the biggest entity. And he said, mm-hmm. lawyers and accountants run the music business. And, you know, some of those people have knowledge of music, i.e. the Clive Davises of the world. They're creative people, but most of them are business people that have some sort of creative link or creative talent. And, you know, funny enough, as Tommy would have it, he was about to sign, um, after going out with him for a couple of years, he was about to sign a big publishing deal. And uh, he signed the publishing deal, and, of course, he needed a business manager, Got this business manager, Bert Pedell, who's well-known in the business for years and years, yes. who have managed the affairs of a bunch of different famous people, Luther Vandross, Biggie, Mary, Madonna. I mean, and at the time that I started with him, he, you know, he needed an assistant. You know, um, I was African-American. He was an older Jewish man. And when he interviewed me, he said, I need somebody to help me, you know, to communicate with people in the younger music business world, the, the R&B world, the hip-hop world. I don't know how to communicate with them. Um, you, know the, you know the music, you know the people, you know the language, and I'll teach you the business. And that was the trade-off. So when I started with him in January of 1997, Britney Spears and Alicia Keys had become clients. So I had the opportunity to see their business, see their careers grow from the very embryonic stages to be superstars. So that's what I learned from him, how money is managed, taxes, you know, touring, tour accounting, how to, you know, set up a tour, how to negotiate a publishing deal, how to negotiate a record deal, and then making links with all the different record companies and publishing companies through his associations and affiliations with the Clive Davises and the Donny Inas of the world. And then when he brought all the young rappers and other clients in, I was able to speak to them. So communicating with them, learning the business from him, and then, you know, trading all the way around. It's a trade-off. So that was my, that's how I fell into it from meeting someone at a show, our mutual love of music, and him seeing in me the potential of being in this thing and, you know, doing something that I, you know, wanted to do. And, you know, the last job I've had over the last 15 years is being an agent because I always wanted to be at the show, the gig for me. I was like, oh, if I do this, I get to go to the show for free. <laughs> that was my thing. But I was always interested in, 
you know, how does the show happen? The show is the tiniest part of what happened. It's so many things that go into, you know, that happen and go into play before the gig actually happens. The gig is the final thing. That's the smallest part. But there's negotiation and advancing the show and production and, you know, money's going back and forth and agreement and conversations with a bunch of different moving parts. So that's what interested me. How does the show happen? And then being at the gig and then being able to meet artists and, you know, find out creatively what makes them want to go on stage and do what they do. And, you know, Speaking of them, I mean, artists are, you know, most of them that I've dealt with, particularly the older school artists, classic R&B artists, gospel artists, they love to do it. They love mm. to perform. That's the thing. And to get, you know, and me being an admirer of that, I, you know, I feel lucky to have been exposed to what it is they do and, you know, try to get behind why they love to go on stage to perform and why they do what they do for us. You know, and I've just been very blessed in that way. And I think, I've been able to, you know, meet people and cultivate, maintain relationships because I, I guess they see the sincerity of me loving what they do. You know, I, I just I just do and to be able to talk about it to them and have, you know, a commonality with them with the love of it and be able to break it down. I mean, you know, I, I was a musician a long time ago, but, you know, in me leaving that behind, I said, okay, if I can't be on the stage, then I'll be beside it. That was my thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you could absolutely hear the passion and sincerity mm-hmm. in your voice. Like, there's no question that you love what you do. Like, there's no question. I could feel it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and trust me, I've been out on the road and had my hand in my head sometimes, but I'm like, okay, you do you, you not have you have to get up early, but you don't have to get up early and go to the post office. Not admonishing, not admonishing anybody who goes to the post office to work, but I'm saying, you know, you get to go up and get up and do something as you love to do. I've had jobs that I had I hated getting up and doing. But mm. to be able to get up and do something that you love, no matter the challenges, because trust me, there are challenges to everything. And right. I would love to be able to make a whole lot of money at some point. I'm just throwing that out in the universe. But again, <laughs> if I had all the money in the world, I'd still do it. I'd do it for free. With mm. all wow. the challenges and the drama that goes on on the road and the difficulties. I mean, and I can think of some times being in a foreign country and like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through this? But I'd still, I'd rather do that than anything. Wow. Well, yeah, I'd rather do that. I mean, I'd rather be, have that kind of challenge doing something that I love to do every day than being someplace at a job that really I was miserable and hated. And, yeah, because I've been, I've been there. Yeah. Definitely been there. Yeah. Which out of all the places that you've traveled to, what are some of your favorite places? Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see. Italy um, is one of my favorite places. I mean, I, I, let, me, let me start. London, only because I've been there so much now over these almost 20 years that I've been going there that it's like a second home to me. I've uh, cultivated many friendships. I, you know, I've probably been – in London as many times as I've been, you know, I lived in New York for 20 years. So, and outside of the United States, Great Britain is the uh, a biggest um, purchaser of our music than any place else in the world. So that's usually the mm. natural cycle. You hit it here, you go to England, the rest of Europe, and believe it or not, Japan, another place that I love. Uh, people are just gracious and kind and accommodating I mean to do you know they do whatever to make you feel comfortable and happy and special 
um, uh, Moscow. You know, I was, mm. uh, everybody was sort of, we had trepidation before we got there. But once I, you know, I got there, I, I loved it. I mean, the people, you know, and I'm not talking about political or nothing. I'm talking about the people. They loved mm-hmm. our music. They treated us very well. And the two times I was there, I just, I dig on people, you know, being together and enjoying right. something, something in common, not our differences. And believe it or not, I've been all over the world. We have more in common than we have, you know, in, di- in terms of differences. There's, there's more in common, especially I love for, you know, this thing that we do in America, coming out of America. I mean, we influence culture all over the world. You know, you know, people love our music. They dress like we do. You hear the language, you know, I've heard people saying, you know, using the vernacular in Australia, and it just made me laugh because I'm thinking, <laughs> yes, you know, you, we impact culture, popular culture around the world, you know, and, and that's a beautiful thing. I love that, you know, and I, um, as Javon was mentioning, you know, I'm trying to, I'm, de- I am developing, I'm not trying, I'm developing a, a pilot for a show called Rhythm and Travel. And I'm doing that because music is a universal language. I mean, I've been in Sofia, <laughs> Bulgaria, where most of the kids didn't speak any English, but they knew every word to every rap song ever, in, you know, ever written. And that? that was our link. Our link to the rest of the world is our culture, is our music. And that's my thing is because of the Internet and because of technology, we are closer than we ever have been to each other. So why not use music as that bridge to start a conversation? You know, mm. we're going to have differences, but use that, you know, because you're communicating through music. You communicate all kinds of things through music, mainly love that I think. And start conversations from that. And I want to build that bridge between us here in America, the purveyors of it, the creators of it, and walk those bridges to other places so people can say, hey, if they're listening to that here, we have that in common. Maybe that will induce me to go someplace else and find out about people. Don't listen to, you know, reading things on the Internet and watching things on TV. My thing is to say, hey, she looks like me. Let me go out to that place and meet these people and see, you know, what's different about them through the things that we have in common and see the rest of the world. There's an entire planet and we need to do that instead of making all these judgments or listening to what other people experience yourself, go out into this world. I'm telling you, you know, to travel is to live, you know, Mm -hmm. it is, it's just, you know, to see, see all these different places and all these different things. I want to, you know, I want to make up my own mind about, you know, a person or a place. I'm not going by what you say. It's like movies. I don't listen to a critic. That's your opinion. I'm going to go experience for myself, and then I'll mm-hmm. tell you about it. Then I'll know myself. I, I don't do that. And I think too much of that is listening to other people. Learn for yourself. Read. You know, travel. Or watch my show. Right. Any and everybody, watch it and see it. I'm just like you. I went there. What did you learn from that? And meeting these other people, and it's, you know, through the music, we'll find out about their culture, find out about their city, if, you know, see what their kids talk about, what those people are wearing, how they feel about certain things. You know, how can we contribute uh, to helping these people that live in places that are, that are distressed? What can they give back to us to help us be better? That's my thing. It's exposing and Edu- you know, yeah, global. I, we need to think globally now because we're connected to the world through technology. 
We need to think global. We're all here on this planet together, and we have to live here. So how do we, now that we know about each other, because before we didn't have all this technology, it seemed like a, you know, surreal thing to be connected to these people. Now we are connected. Now I can, you know, 30 years ago, I, I saw Jazzy B and Karen Wheeler with Soul to Soul. I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would know them or meet them or be friends with them. I mean, they're like my big sister and big brother, you know. You know, I, know, I never would have thought that. I never would have thought in my wildest dreams that, you know, I would know a person that I've admired since I was a kid. I would never know Shaka Khan to see how much the beautiful person she is. Not the extreme, you know, um, and the, her talent is out of this world. Her talent is beyond, you know, what any of us can think of. I never thought that, you know, I could, but I do. So I'm, I'm here to tell you, you can dream and be that. And with all this technology now, you know, it's not impossible. I mean, there are many, many dreams that I, you know, like to um, uh, see come to fruition, namely with my show, you know, and I'm working towards that. But in you seeing me do all these things, it, you know, I want people to know that it's not impossible. If you told me when I first knew New York, moved to New York all those years ago, that this is what I'd, where I'd be, you know, 25 years later, I, I wouldn't have believed it. Because I'm like, that can't happen because you just don't think so, you know, and you pray and you manifest and you visualize and that's what I do. And it's just intentions, you know, what are my intentions? So hopefully, you know, somebody can see my story and see me doing that and, and want to. And, that, you know, I just, I just want, namely, you know, particularly black youth to see that. Right. I want everybody to see it, but I just want, you know, I don't, I don't know of anybody on television seeing a, a woman of color do these things. I don't know of that, you know. So I want to try to fill that void. But I want right. everybody to do it because it's not just, you know, hip-hop music or R&B music. It's, it's going to be all kinds of music. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, to pull people in. So anyway, that's a little bit of, of my story and why, and why I'm doing what I'm doing. What can you can you share a little bit with our audience about you, you've moved around a bit and what if you can remember in your when when you were first getting ready to make a move that you thought would may have been risky like you just said that you had no idea that you'd be in New York if somebody had told you that you know what when you said uh, when you took that leap of faith what motivated your leap your leap of faith. Okay, well, I was um, working for Burt Padell, and I'd been there five years. And I said, okay, I can't keep being an assistant. You know you want to work directly with the artist. So I had, um, you know, a couple of acts at myself and my partner, business partner at the time, who was, a, he was an entertainment attorney. Uh, we had a couple of acts, and we, you know, had some record deals, and I said I, I had to quit. You know, I was like, I, you know, I, I can't be here eight, ten hours a day and then focus on, you know, uh, nurturing the artist and, and helping them um, realize their dreams. Because what I was doing was working eight, ten hours a day. Then I would leave, work, go to the studios, go to open mic sessions, you know, being out all night. And, you know, when you're in your 20s, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. You can stay out all night and then go to work the next day. But, you know, as I approached 30 – it has started taking a toll on me, and I said, I can't be in all of these different places. I need to focus on this one thing. So I quit my job. 
at Padel Nadell. You know, I left. I resigned. And I said, I have to focus uh, all of my time on this. And that's a risk when you don't have income coming in. You know, that's a risk. So that's what I did. I said, I need to focus on this. And, you know, I'm, you know, lucky enough had saved and done some things. So, you know, I said, all right, well, this is it. You know, you got to you gotta focus your attention on this and see what happens. And, you know, we got some record deals. And, you know, I went on a radio promo tour with, uh, you know, a group that had been signed to Arista. We finished the album. But then Arista closed. And then RCA didn't pick up the option. So that was dead. Uh, another one of the acts, you know, got the record deal. And then her record company lost their funding. So we couldn't finish that. So I was, you know... After all those things had fallen apart, and that was probably about a year and 18 months, I said, wow, I, you know, now I have to get another job. What am I going to do? And luckily, a connect that I had made when I was at uh, Padel Nadell, a beautiful man who I call my brother, his name is Peter Sykes, and he had a company called the American Talent Agency, which is a small boutique booking agent. And he said, well, hey, Wanda, you know, I need somebody to help me up here. Uh, it was in Austin, in New York, and, um, you know, you want to come up here and learn and trained to be an agent. And I said, well, what is an agent? And he explained to me what an agent did. You know, an agent secured uh, performances for the artist. You know, they either, sometimes they can be one-off gigs, sometimes sometimes they can be a tour. So I went up to, you know, gladly went up to learn a new thing. And I knew again, wow, this is an opportunity to be at the show, to be at the gig. So I learned under him and trying to think the first show that I ever booked directly myself it's been a minute it's been 15 years so I can't trying to think of the first show that I booked you know what I don't remember but in that in in the time that I was there one of the first shows that we booked as an agency and my boss booked this it was Alicia Keys doing a private event for a buyer in Africa uh to do a private show in Cannes because he was launching a new in style magazine for his paper at the time, and you know we, we the company booked Alicia Keys for that. So that was the you know the first big show that I remember being there, and then then and since then I you know I uh, booked Shaka, booked Patti Labelle, you know I was I I ended up being given all the classic R and B stuff, the gospel stuff because that's what I loved. So, you know, my boss was like, you know all about these people anyway. Here you go. You take this <laughs> ball. Because, yeah, because he's like, I, you know, I know these names, of course, but you might have some inroads to these people. And I did. You know, I, I was happy to be able to book um, a jazz festival for Lettucey in Vermont. That's been many, many, many years ago. That was like in the very beginning of me being there. And, of course, since then, Lettucey's career has exploded. You know, right. which I'm so happy for her. You know, that's my little sister. I'm just so glad for glad to see all these things happening to her. You know, to see it from the very, very beginning stages. So, yes, yeah, so I've been blessed in that way. I mean, our company we booked Diana Ross in uh, Nigeria. I was blessed to be able to assist on that. Um, we booked Bon Jovi in Puerto Rico. You know, I was able to go on that show and work. Um, uh, I mean, but just shows independently that I've done myself in Africa. I've done Chaka like uh, I think three times in 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 Africa. I've done um, what else have I done? SWV, 
Cisco, Soda Soul, Evelyn Champagne King. It's just so many people, like I said, that I've admired, you know, since a little kid that I've been able to work with. I mean, Betty Wright, who's a beautiful lady, just, you know, I've been very blessed in that way. I mean, Tyrese Joe, Ashanti, I don't know. I mean, there's many, many people. Uh, I've been on tour with Missy Elliott and Busta Rhymes. I mean, two great learning experiences for me. You know, and just see the, 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 the enormity of putting on a big production and things that can go right and things that can go wrong, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a whole big thing. I mean, it, trust me, touring is not as glamorous as you think it is. Oh, no. It can oh, be no, no, it no. can be fun. It can be fun and very rewarding, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of work. So so Wanda, mm-hmm. first let me before I ask my question, I have um I wanna say hi to Pastor Kevin E. Taylor, who's watching on Instagram. Arlene is back. Um Jackie, Danielle the Boys, and um Corey, how you doing, Corey? Corey says that you sound powerful. Keep talking, sister. And he's absolutely right. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. You are, you are a powerhouse. Kathy Bigger Clark, how you doing? If I, I think I already said hi to you, but that's okay. You can say hi again. So now, you know, we've we've kind of moved to the internet where people are, are watching and you know, do it that way as opposed you, you gotta evolve, right? So um, our audience has changed a little bit, and um, it's the last time that, that you did the show, mm-hmm. but you told a really, really interesting story about Stevie Wonder, your first time meeting him, I think. Okay, I met him a couple of times, so. But I think it was the very first time. Or who? The very who the very first time I met him was in Tobago in 2005, I believe it was. That was the very first time I met him. Um, and he did a, a did a jazz festival in Tobago. And then the second time I met him was in Boston in 2008 at the end of his, um, I think it was called... Um, I forgot the name of the tour, but uh, his mother had just passed away, so he did this tour and sort of in honor of her, and I ended up meeting him backstage and um, giving him a present. Was it that one? It could have been. Tell us the story, even if it was. What what happened with that? Okay. Well, what happened was my boss and I traveled up to uh, Boston to give Stevie an offer for a show. Um, Uh you know, for a million dollars. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what, that's Stevie Wonder. To me, you know, a million dollars, you know, that's what it costs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we came, you know, uh, my my boss was, uh, you know, friends with his management and his people. And, and Stevie is a really nice, I mean, a, a, a nice man. Just a pleasant soul and just so genuine. Um, so we went up to uh, meet, see him. And after the gig, you know, he has a keyboard there just to wind down. Show was excellent, of course. So we took him the offer, and he told my boss, he said he was really tired, and he turned him down, and he couldn't do it. But, you know, thanks for coming to the gig and blah, blah, blah. 
And I said, well, Stevie, I bought you a present. And he said, you bought a present for me? I said, yes, it's a, a, a very good friend of mine. She's a phenomenal singer. I don't know if you've ever heard of her or not, but her name is Lettucey. And he was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I can't believe it. I love her work so much. You know her. I said, yes, she's a friend of mine, and this is her new record. It's coming out. First, Her first major release, you know, I just wanted to bring you uh, – bring it to you as a present. He said, thank you so much. Oh my God, I love her work. I think she's incredible. And I said, I'll be sure to tell her that. And I said, would you take a picture with me? Um, and he said, yeah, yeah, I'll take a picture. I said, because I want to show her. And he said, yeah. And he, he held up the CD. And I just, you know, was so glad to be able to um, send that to her. And she was so excited. That was the very beginning. So now all these years later that they know each other and have a great respect for each other and her friends. So that, that was, a highlight for me to be able to, to, to do that and to know that he already knew who she was, which, you know, I was just so full to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to do that. Cause you know, that your friend and you know what they're capable of and you know how phenomenal she is. And if the business was a different kind of business, you know, she would be a super duper star. I mean, on the lips of everyone because her talent, you know, um, please, I you know I can't even yeah I, can't even, we, I mean you know Javon you you know I, I mean I, people who know I, who Lettucey is know just is phenomenal and, and oh, she did a show sure. recently she's she's doing a, a tribute to uh, uh, Nina Simone called Nina and Me and mm-hmm. it is absolutely a one woman show it's absolutely incredible and the last time I saw saw her a few weeks ago here in Baltimore do this show the command she had. For the stage and the yes. audience and I mean just so much glee and happiness as she exposed us to the genius of Nina Simone who to me never got her just due and then you right. see the incredible talent of Lettucey and what it is she did I mean it blew my mind and I, like I said I've seen Lettucey perform for 20 years that's the I mean incredible and she's had so many incredible performances so listening audience if you never heard of Lettucey Please go out and Google her. Uh, uh, search and go to YouTube. L E D I S I. Let us see. Not the DC, yes. but let us see. Please, you know, do it. it. It'll be. I can't even give you an adjective of what I think you'll feel after you're exposed exposed to her. I mean, I'll share, I'll share Let Us See story real quick. And you're absolutely right. You know, um, I got an opportunity to see Lettucey. My wife and I went to see Lettucey when she did the show with Kirk Franklin, which I was curious about because I thought how brave of that that forum was to do, bridging, you know, Mm -hmm. like the R&B and and gospel, you know, bridging it and doing a, a tour. So when I went, I was like, I was so overjoyed, one, because I'm a huge Lettucey fan, but Mm-hmm. Outside of that, both of us are actually um, uh, huge Lettucey fans, but outside of that, just her command, as you're saying, of the stage and, and how she worked it and then used what she knew that people were already talking about 
out there and not necessarily a, a positive way, how she spun exactly. that into her dialogue to make you understand mm-hmm. that we are crystal clear, but this is music, this is love, and, you know, that's the greatest of these. And, you know, like, right. it, it was amazing. Like, from, from the beginning to the end, we were, like, on the edge of our seats, and, you know, just to go back and chop it up with her and Kirk afterwards was amazing. You know, it was a great a great time, so I happen to agree. And if you don't know who Legacy is, for all of our listeners internationally, Please go find out. Please go find out because yeah. she's a phenomenal artist. Uh, and, 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 and I was in. I was in. It was amazing. I was at that. Yeah, show. I mean, she. She. I mean, I was in Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, last year, and uh, I was there, you know, scouting out lo- locales for my show. And again, I want to go to places that people don't particularly like hear of. Like, you know, think about Denmark. You know. I want to go to places that people are like, okay, what, what, what's happening in Denmark? I was in Denmark, and I just, on a humble, strolled into this place called the Cafe Mandela. I walk in. There is nobody that looks like me in there, but I close my eyes, and the people on stage are doing what we do here. I mean, they're singing Lucy Pearl and wow. Patti LaBelle and, and, and doing it well. And I, you know, and I, uh, the name of the group was called Lola, and I interviewed them, you know, for my show. And, of course, I mean, and this is the, this is the thing about technology and the world being closer, they knew exactly who Lettucey was. She was like, <laughs> she was a queen. Oh, my goodness. And the, the stuff that they knew and interviewing them and asking them why, what is it about this music that, you know, pulls you in, why you gravitated towards it, you know. I mean, and this is a blonde-haired you know, blue-eyed, I mean, like, cornfowl blue-eyed guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, a young lady, uh, she was half Italian, half uh, African. I forgot what, you know, country her father came from. But telling me why they had such an affinity and love for this music. And just how, you know, we touched the world. In Copenhagen, Denmark, now. Yeah. One of, so, one of, yeah, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, John. I'm just, just making that point that you know, even yeah, in Copenhagen, Denmark, they've heard a legacy. <laughs> exactly. So, um, Darlene says, lovely story, long-time Lettucey fan. I first saw her on the Michael Bayesden show back in the day. Corey says, salute to you, Wanda, because you believed in yourself, a true story of how motivation and ambition manifest. Nice. Shaka Khan booking. Mm-hmm. Um so you you know people used to call in the show and this is how they they relate now it's, it's so funny how this this happened right, right? but right. um so and and how you doing Kevin top billing I see you um for those people who don't know because we we talked a lot about Lettucey here I would love for Lettucey to come onto the show I met her once um because of Troy. Um, and and Daryl actually they invited me to and and we spoke about the blue note a little earlier and it was at the blue blue note and Lettucey has to has to call in this show at some point so I don't know if you want to put a bug in her ear or, I mean, I'll or ask her, her I'll find out from her publicist I mean you know for her she's grown exponentially which I'm oh, very I, happy about and I knew that it would and I'm yeah. I'll, and then Javon, I'll ask, hey, you know, Led loves her fans. She loves yeah. to be able to and go on and, and, and speak to people, 
you know, she she, and, she and knows that, you know, they will they will call. They will not only be on the internet, they will actually call in to talk to her. Um, because she is loved on this show. And and you know, I I want you to tell everybody how you met her. Um, because we're talking oh, a lot oh about God. her. And she and like you said, everybody wasn't born a star. People raised to that. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, again, um, the way I met her, I, like I said, I've been very blessed uh, with the universe in terms of, you know, I, I don't feeling, you know, uh, feeling something coming from me that I've been blessed to, you know, people that I have admiration for and love for. I, you know, I had the opportunity uh, to meet. I mean, another person, and actually because of Led, uh, a show Led did at. Uh, was the Highland Highline Ballroom in Manhattan? I was able to meet two people that I've had great affinity for, uh, James M. Tume and uh, Tawatha Agee. I was able to meet them. And so, for people who don't know, that's M, the group M. Tume, Juicy Fruit, yeah. you know, the Biggie sample. In case people don't know, I was able to meet them because they'd heard about her and how great she was. And now I, you know, luckily have a relationship with. With Tawatha Agee, who is an incredible singer, who, you know, because of, I guess, the bevy of singers that were coming out during that time, you know, being in the mix of all of those people, you know, somehow wasn't able to break out the way her talent, you know, says she should have. But Tawatha Agee is bad. You want to get, mm-hmm. that's another person that you need to get on this show to interview all right. her. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or oh, another I'm, one, I'm Melissa that. Morgan. Another person, yeah. Melissa Morgan, just, you know, anyway, but I digress. Um, I met Led, again, Troy, another person, you know. Uh, our mutual friend. You know, our mutual friend, Troy, uh, was integral in the equation. He said, I want you to hear a singer. And, you know, he and I, we bonded because we met, you know, as a part of, trying to get Chaka Khan a star on the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. And I met him at this show back then that her daughter, Malini, was performing at. So we started talking, and again, you know, that mutual love of all kinds of music, and we became friends. So he, you know, anytime he would hear something new, he would give it to me. So he said, oh, it's this girl. I'm telling you, Wanda, uh, we ain't heard nothing like this since Mother. And we called Chaka Mother because Earth Mother because of, you know, to us. You know, in terms of singing, that's it. You know, um, she's bad. You got to hear it. It's like a mix of Shaka, Kim Burrell, and some other stuff mixed up in there. Sarah Vaughn, she got the jazz, she got the gospel, she got the funkiness. So he gave me the CD, and I was driving, and this was, I pulled over because you had the old fashioned cell phone, and I called him. I said, Oh my God, Troy. I got to find her. This chick is bad. This is incredible. I haven't been blown away like this in 20 years. So that was December of 2000. By February of 2001, another mutual friend who was promoting shows, Sarah Hill, she had this production company called Sister Factory. She had found Lettucey and said, girl, I have her number. I'm going to give it to you. I'm trying to get her book. Um, I'm going to give you the number and have you call her. Called her on the phone. Hey, sis, blah, blah, blah. I love you. Blah, blah, blah. We started talking. And she said, I got a question for you. 
what sign are you? I think I know already. And I said, I think I know already for you. And she said, are you an Aries? I said, yes, I am. I said, you are too, right? She's like, yes. And we started screaming, ah, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then we started talking about all the uh, female Aries singers and some male ones because, you know, I happen to share the same birthday as the great Marvin Gaye at any rate. So we started talking about all the different Aries singers and blah, 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 and Shock and Sarah and Billy and you know, uh Mariah and Diana Ross and Teddy Pettigrew. I mean, just going on and on. Stephanie Mills is going on and on. And from then, we just started talking about music that we liked. And I said, well, you know, if, if, if Sarah books you for the show, I would like to meet you and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they ended up working it out, negotiating it. She flew into New York. I picked her up, myself and my partner, picked her up at the airport, her and her songwriting partner at the time, Sandra Manning, took her to our mutual friend Troy's house. There were probably 15 people there. She walked in. We had this big party. Stayed up all night long, you know, laughing, singing, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She couldn't believe it. The granted, I never met this woman in my life. Only talked to her over the phone. Then she did the gig on a Tuesday night. It was pouring down rain in New York. She didn't think anybody was going to be there. It was sold out. Hung out every day until she left. We've been friends ever since. I love that story. I just that's that's been, yeah. And we've been friends story? ever since. And that's almost 20 years. Ever since then. And been ups and downs and scene led and different countries and all over America have gone and just on the floor, sleeping on the floor, crying and you know, her, you're like, I'm like, you going to do it, girl. I mean, it's been, you know, just like she says in her show on stage, just, you know, it's been rough and she was going to quit. And thank the Lord she didn't. I mean, Amen. thank God for us that she didn't. Because that, that said, girl, please, you, you are a talent that needs to be heard. Absolutely. And anybody who hears her, you know, was like, oh, my goodness gracious. You know, in a, in a different time, like I said, she'd be, a superstar. It. You know. And as well, she still. And as well, she is. And I believe in my heart that that, that will be that. I, I still, that, I believe you know, that. There, there are some artists that are like you say they transcend their their talent. I believe Lettucey mm-hmm. is one of those. She's she's going. She's a music minister. You know, yes. um, she's necessary. There are a few vocalists that are out oh, there that, that are she's necessary. necessary. I yeah, love that. She's she necessary. is necessary. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. She is necessary like all those, you know, legendary people that we know now, how they were necessary during their time. Like Aretha was necessary, and especially when she came in during the time of all this upheaval uh, in the United States. And I, and I bow to her. I mean, all of those singers of that time period, and you talk about Motown and their influence, they were necessary for, yeah. you know, what was happening in the world. They were necessary. I mean, there's a great documentary on um, – Showtime right now called Hitsville and talking about the evolution of Motown and how it came to be and the things that Barry Gordy did. But for the tumultuous times and segregation and the fight for civil rights, they were necessary. That was necessary for the time to bring people together and and show that, again, through music, there's a mutual understanding. A music, that's again, the, 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 the diamond and all of that is music again. Yeah, so, music is a part of the movement. Absolutely. So, could you, one more story I want you to relate to the new people who are listening. 
right? Uh-huh. Tell us about how you met Karen. Karen oh, Williams. For, those that, so, but Karen, so. for people who don't know, the, the I, another person who, when I heard the first time, and most people in America heard the first time, when they heard Soul to Soul, I mean, they blew the head off. I mean, you all, I'm sure, of, of age and know. And the, the testament that their music is being played even now still, you know, 30 years later, you know, as children of the, the 70s and 80s, to hear all the music we were exposed to. At the end of the 80s, you know, some of our music got lost a little bit, a little commercialized, a little watered down or whatever. But Soul to Soul, being from England, being influenced by our R&B music and their roots in the Caribbean and Africa, you know, mixed everything with hip-hop to have this funky, eclectic, you know, I don't have any more adjectives described, you know, what exactly it was. But because they were making it from where they came from, they pulled us in, you know, through the elements that were familiar to us and then exposed us to this brilliant singer. I mean, I've talked to a bunch of other well-known singers here. Everybody had mad respect for what they were doing, and specifically Karen Wheeler, because the thing she was doing vocally in her vocal arrangements, it's like, oh, my God, it's like this choir of voices, which was her, but arranged by her to just envelop us like a wave coming over. So anytime I talk about great singers, she's always in the conversation. So I was at my office at Padel, and I was meeting with another great singer. Her name is M, who you guys, M, M Nadar is another great singer that you probably never heard of. If you can, YouTube her because you'll be blown away by her. Her and another musician, we were talking about singers. And, again, my love for singers is just, you know, just, I, I yeah, my love for singers is just a passion. There's something about them that affects me. Maybe it's because in my wildest dreams I wish I could do it. But she was talking about great singers, who we miss, who we hadn't heard from. And I always bring up Karen Will. I'm like, oh, my God, you know. She was like, yeah, she's bad, blah, 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 this and that. So after the meeting, I'm walking down Broadway, and I'm right across the street from the Ed Sullivan Theater, and I look to my left, and there's Karen Wheeler sitting at a table outside of a cafe. And I said, wait a minute. This woman is English. I was just talking about her an hour ago. I said, really, God, really? You're placing her in, in a city of 9 million people. And I kid you not, 9 million people, I'm walking down the street after I mentioned this lady's name. I've got to go say something to her. And I said, excuse me, aren't you Karen Wheeler? And she said, you know me, love? I said, of course I do. I said, you will not believe this. I was just talking about you an hour ago. She said, well, why would you be talking about me? And I said, well, I was speaking to another singer and a musician who had great admiration for you. And we were talking about, we were wondering where you were, were and what you were doing, you know, what's happening with you? Are you still singing? Are you writing? Blah, 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 blah. So we sat there and talked for about an hour. That was um, September of 2000. We've been friends ever since. I've managed her, booked gigs for her, babysat for her, traveled the world with her. And at that moment, when I met her after the conversation, I said, I am going, within a year, I'll be going to England. That next September, September 2001, I went to England with her. Yeah, amazing. So, wow. yeah, amazing. I went to England wow. and you know ended up being with her with the whole September 11th thing. That was another. That's another story for another day. But anyway, yeah. 
So again, I, I, like I said, the universe has blessed me for all the singers that, that you know, I love. I, I had a list of singers, and if I tell you of all of them that I've happened to meet, and even other ones that you've never heard, I mean, uh, that India Davenport is somebody, the singer from the Brand New Heavies, an oh, incredible yeah. writer and singer that I can call a friend. I had her on my list that I've met her, you know, that I've Where you know, is India Davenport? Where is the, uh, where is the I, D, and Dia Davenport is of the world. I don't know where in the world that she lives, but, you know, through, you know, technology, I'm able to, you know, speak to her and say, hey, I, I don't know. And Dia travels because she works. She sings. She DJs, you know. Joke. So uh, I'll I'm mention gonna, to her, and her. Would she be somebody? Would she be somebody you'd like to have on the show? Are you absolutely. kidding me? Brand new heavies was a soundtrack for a certain period of my. Are you oh, absolutely? Listen. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, Wanda, put, I'll put that word out to her. I'll, I'll ask her. I'll say, hey, you know, this is a show in America. Would you have time? I mean, all I can do. This is the thing. Is that all I can do is ask, and hopefully people will. I'm just you know, saying. What's my connection for? If not to, this is a whole to pervade this thing. Because some people might not know who she is, but once they find out, because, you know, you have younger listeners, they, they might not have been alive during that time, or they might have been exactly. kids. Because right. I want everybody to know these people. These people have had an impact. I want everybody to know Lettuce. I want everybody to know India Davenport. And um, that's what this Everybody show should know Monique. You know, that, everybody should. Like, the legends, I mean, a lot of these kids don't know the legends or their impact. They don't know. Right. Just crack on right. your 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 Rolodex, your your address book, and and just start telling everybody about the show and tell them that I we me and Therese want to interview them, all of them. Okay, everybody. Okay, and yeah. Just, just I don't put it out there so people can know the new work that they get to see. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I I'll put it out like you know these people would like to interview and so people can know. I mean, I want our legends to have the same kind of respect that a Barbara Streisand has. That's what Amen. I want. I want them to be known Correct. like that because they had that kind of impact. And I love Amen. Barbara Streisand. No disrespect to her, but I want them to be on that same plateau as another per- I love Bette Midler. I want Shocking them to be right there, mentioned in okay. those names. Okay, Wanda. Okay, listen. Mm-hmm. You just pierced my soul with that one, okay? I had to, I just, I just had to do a pause in my standing here because that is something I always say and and there's no reason why other than we just need to keep on and you know and Javon I'm, I'm so grateful because in this moment you know from our conversations I'm a breach one real quick is the fact that you know like you know we listen to radio right now it's top 40 and a lot of it is um, great music don't get me wrong but it's music that I don't necessarily want to hear all the time. It's no variety, right. let's just say, in the music. Right. And there's so much music that's out there that still, you know, still makes you go, wow. Like, like mm-hmm. remember that? Like, it just brings you back mm-hmm. to nostalgic time and just, and it's being sampled now. And the kids don't know yeah. what the samples are. Right, and, you know, it is. And, that, and, yeah. and so the, the courage that she had to start this and say, you know what, I'm going to play what I like, you know? And, and it yeah. sounds like from this whole interview with you and we didn't get to do the rapid fire but i hope and pray that you will come back but i your, my through line for you would be relationships because you know how to build them and you're such you come across 
in this interview in such a free and giving spirit. And yeah. I just wanted to say that to you, you know, why, you well, know, that, why just thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I hope in me speaking, um, that that resonates. And my, my thing is I, I want people, um, to, to, to be impacted the way I've been or, or, or when they hear it to feel the way I feel in terms of feeling good. And, and when I right. listen to it, I, I'll give you a perfect example. When I was in graduate school and I had to write my thesis and I had to study for exams, uh, Shaka Khan's The Woman I Am album was out. Yeah. And if I tell you about how that record energized me and helped me push through, getting it's like, you know what, listen to this music, you know, it's going to nourish you or it's going to give you uh, energy to get through this, that you can pass these exams, that you can write this paper because you got to get past this. And music has always been a sab for me that way. Or when I had some uh, help, I was in the hospital, and I came home, and I had to recuperate. And Mim Nadar, she was a person that I would watch on YouTube, her singing. It helped give me energy to recover and heal. And said, okay, well, you got to get through this. Or And praying and listening to different, you know, gospel artists, listening to people that brought me joy and made me happy right before I was going to go into surgery and say, look, I need to get up off this table. You know, music was, I said, again, medicine for me. And it it was a great healer. You know, it's it's a music because these people are blessed by God. It's prayer to me. It's prayer to me. And I, you know, just thinking how I was, um, fortunate enough to not meet this person, but I said one day I'm going to visit this woman and thank her. And I, you know, one day had the opportunity, it was Easter Sunday, I had it probably about almost 10 years ago, and uh, she's a part of my musical Holy Trinity. I was able to visit many Ripperton's, and I said to her, you know, I um, one day said I knew I was going to be here. And, and, and I was uh, thankful enough and thanked her for giving me the love for music. And I laid the baby's breath on her grave. And I said, thank you. And I said, you're still doing it. You're still, you know, giving us this. And I just, you know, wanted to thank you for that. And, I, you know, I hear uh, one of her songs, Le Fleur, being used on a commercial recently. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Amazing. So it's, 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 it's there for us. So I, you know, I, and I just, I said, I just want people to get this, have the same joy that I, you know, that I get yeah. from it and to start and, and conversations. Exactly. And, and that that's really what this show is all about, Wanda, you know, sharing the music, sharing the joy of love, um, introducing the artists to their fans and to new fans and, and, you yeah, know, absolutely. educating people about the music and, and so forth. Um, Darlene says artists like Lenzi leave an imprint on your soul with their voices, like Shaka, Monifa, etc. Yeah, she says she has a long list. And um, at some point during our discussion, she said she was standing up and clapping, and she <laughs> um, and she listens to music when she writes. It's a must. Um. Oh, and Monique is another one who doesn't get the credit. Your wife oh, doesn't get the credit for how bad she is. Oh, wow. That's bad. Thank you. Thank no, you. seriously, I, bad. She is. 
Yeah, she's, she's one of my favorite. She's one of my favorite live performers. Her with her band, she's a beast with her band. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I, I think more people like that. Like to me, the gig is everything. I, on record, is fine, but the proof in the pudding is when you get on that stage, whether it's ten people or ten thousand, can you yep. do it? Yeah, exactly. And that's yep. another thing that my show is going to showcase. You know how 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 you have um you know all the different uh, um talent shows and stuff like this. Part of my show is going to highlight the, you know, the talent, you know, actually doing the work and be doing the gig. It's one thing to be on a, on one of those talent shows and get national exposure, blah blah blah. But I'm talking about a gig. I'm talking about grinding. I'm not talking about an audience that's going to be friendly to you. I'm talking about an audience you don't know what it's going to be. You don't right. know what the conditions are. That's the proof in the pudding. Yeah. Can you do it yeah, in yeah. any kind of environment? Because the studio is, they make everything perfect. When you're out there doing a gig, sometimes the PA don't work. Sometimes the crowd ain't for you. How you gonna get that? How you gonna win them back? That's showing yeah. the real talent. And if you, you don't just, perform live nowadays, you're not gonna make no money. Record sales, that's the thing of a past. You're gonna make money just, by gigging. Yeah. You just, we went to that um Diana Ross concert in um the in the park. park. It started raining. It, it was in, in yeah. New York. Yes, oh I remember. God. I begged my mother to go to that, and she wouldn't let me go. It was in 1983. My mother, I begged yeah. her to go to New York. She's like, you ain't going to no New York to go see no Diana Ross. I said, Mom, it's free. She's like, so? <laughs> <laughs> but again, Ms. Ross showed you. Ms. Ross said, rain or shine. And that's what all those years of gigging helped her do, to be able to corral that audience and say, hey, I'm going to stay out here until all of you are gone. Then we're going to come back tomorrow and do it. That's a boss yep. right there. Yep. Yep. I was out yep. there. That crushing. shows you. <laughs> right, right. So you were out there, exactly. So that shows you, but and that's what I want to show people. The talent shows are fine, but this is what's going to make you as an artist. Can you do it in any kind of environment? And this is what makes you. This is what you build your, you know, you make your bones by doing it this way. It's just like playing basketball in the park to being in Madison Square Garden. You got to, there's a road to get there. You got to take a road, a road to get there. And if you want to stay there, you got to take that road. Nothing is instant. It's not just going on the American Idol or the voice. There's a exactly. road you got to walk to this. And that's what I want to show these kids. If you want to do this, it's nothing is quick. You got to take the road. You got to put in the work. And this that's is it. part of putting in the work. So oh, can you please tell us, how because you know what I love when shows go over. We're like almost ten minutes. Oh, over. I'm sorry. No, it's no, fine. no, no, no. I love when they go over because that to me signifies that we're talking about something interesting and that it is <laughs> hot topic. It's good. It's good. So, but we we are at the end of the show and you listen. Okay. Still listening. You said, "Can we film for hours? Can we?" Jesus. Yeah, please. Yes. I can give you. I don't want to be. I don't want to be boring. I said, oh, please. I no, hope no. I'm not boring. You, I, you know. No, no, rattling no. on. It's the only reason why we have to end is because it's it's time to end it. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> you have, you have to end the show. You know. What I want you to do I'm, is let everybody know how they can find you on the internet. Like you know your um. Twitter handle. Oh, my handles. Facebook, my handles, yes. Facebook or whatever. Right. So on Facebook, I'm my name Wanda Tidline. Um, uh, on uh, Instagram, I'm Wanda Tidline. On Twitter, I'm Wanda T. 
But my, yeah, I guess I, at some point I'm going to change them all to Wanda T because Tidline, people get it, Tildine, Tidwell. So it's Wanda T. And the name of my show is Rhythm and Travel with Wanda T. That's what it's going to be, W-A-N-D-A, T like Tom, Wanda T. But Facebook, Wanda Tidline. Instagram, Wanda Tidline. Twitter, Wanda T. That's me. That's From D.C. <laughs> yeah, I like so, Wanda T. From D.C. and N.Y.C. Okay, my little attempt at uh, my little attempt at rhyming. Anyway, but it, you know, thank you guys for this. I mean, no, thank you. I, you thank know, you I'm always so amazed that you. people want to hear me hear my story. I don't know why. You know, think why would people want to hear about this? I, I don't know. The fact that you guys are interested enough, and the people out there listening, if you're interested, thank you. I hopefully, you know, not hopefully, when my show gets off the ground, because it will. You know, I want you to turn in. You know, tune in. And and yeah. and tell other people about it. I, you will be exposed to all different kinds of things: culture, music, people, ideas. You know. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it. And and you know, okay. you, you are always welcome here, Wanda. And I'm dead serious about you cracking open that address book and letting people know that they have a place where their music, their art, will be not only played, but appreciated, promoted, and, um, you know, we we pay tribute to, to our guests, I think, here, you know, and we allow them okay. to tell their stories. Well, I so, can tell, I mean, in sitting, talking with you ladies, I mean, you uh, you have love and admiration for that, and, you know, I think most artists just want you know, to get their their art out. They want people to expose and make their own determinations and, you know, have a friendly voice, people that admire them. I mean, this is about love here. It's not like a pressure thing or people trying to, you know, no. expose people and gossip no, and all that stuff. That's not what like you're that. doing. You're talking about the music. You want to know what happened with you and your man, unless that's what you right. want to know. Right. No. Yeah, exactly. No. This is about the music, you know, the the love of music, the admiration for it, exposing people, ideas, you know, laughing, telling stories, you know, and hopefully inspiring some people. I hope I've inspired some people, you know, to go out there, whatever it is you think that's impossible. Uh, and that's right. You know, and nothing, nothing is easy. And trust me, you know, I'm still climbing the mountain. But to do it, you know, because you just get this one life. Trust me. That's it. You get this one. Why, well, thank why you. Not? I'm raising my hand to being inspired today. I, I really thank you. I really thank you a lot. Thank and you I so much. I'm inspired by you guys doing this. And um, I, it was my pleasure. And, I, you know, I'm glad to come back and, you know, give more anecdotes and stories and, you know, oh, and I I tell people about it. Absolutely. You know. Thank you so much, Wanda. Okay, well. Well, with that, Therese, you know, I, I talked about um, creating an outro, but instead of an outro today, I think we can just end the show with a little lettuce since we talked so much about her. Yeah. How about, I think I'll play my fate. Well, Jesus, that's not, there's a couple of favorite songs, but yeah, I always get, always trip myself up when I try to put myself in a box. Or this is my favorite by that artist. Really, when I think about it, there's probably more than one. So, um, 
I think what I'll play got? higher than this. How's that? Five letters. What, what you go? What you gonna do? I was going. I was thinking either. I was. I was initially thinking in the morning because that's one of my favorite. It it pierces my soul. But yeah. I think higher than this. What could be higher than mm. this? What mm, could be? That's dope too. Now. And and then yeah. But I, all right, I won't take it no further. Let's do that. Rez, love you much, and have a beautiful rest of your weekend. Thank you. You too, my dear. And Peace, everybody. everybody. We love you, baby. And what could be higher than this? What could be Y'all ready to get lifted? Put it up top.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.